This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, hon. What you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Leicester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Fox fans, how are we feeling? Better, I hope. But look, two games in, let's not get too worried, eh? 
maybe maybe after Norwich, depending on what we do against them. But hey, no, we are only two games in. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Good evening. Uh, we are live on Facebook, Leicester Till I Die, the group, Twitter, at Leicester TID, and on Facebook, Le uh, sorry, on YouTube, Facebook, um, let me get my teeth in and start that again, on YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> Lester Till I Die TV. And if you are going over to Facebook or you haven't yet, please nip over and subscribe. I'm not saying I'm nervous at all. We've got a special guest on this evening um, who's going to talk to us all about his career following Leicester City. On YouTube and your favourite podcast platform, this is Leicester Till I Die TV in conversation with... Talk sports, Jeff Peters. Good evening, Jeff. Good evening. That's that's all. That's all very dramatic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it gives me a chance to get my teeth in. Yeah, I, cl I cleaned them this morning. Can't do a thing with them. Um, how the devil are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, uh, yeah. obviously, you know, didn't really enjoy the, the game the other night, but these things happen. But it's it's great to have fans back in grounds, and uh, you know, just loving having that that feeling when a goal is scored or when, um, you know, something major happens in a game. We've really missed that. Obviously, I've been very fortunate to be in grounds during uh, periods of lockdown and, and covering games all, all over the country. And yeah. uh, it's, it felt like a training exercise most of the time. I know people watch it at home and the effects are piped in. And when you're actually there, it's not great. So very, very lucky to, to, be doing that but you know once you've got the fans back in it just changes the dynamic of of the game completely and it, it's brilliant you know they've been starved of uh, of games for for you know a long period of time now but they're getting back in the in the grounds and uh, it's it's you know it just feels like football is back you know yeah it's it's back but it didn't come quite come home but uh, no. I was admit, I watched, um, I actually actually watched one game without the sort of sound effects on. And like you said, it was like a training uh, match. And every game after that, I had to have the, uh, the the effects on to make it sound like the crowd were there. But even hearing booing, you know, when, when ex-players come on, it's still great to have those crowds back. Yeah, I think that the first game I did was, uh, I think it was June last year. I went to Norwich to do a, a, a um, no, sorry, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was last year, June last year. So it was the tail end of the, the previous season. So Norwich were just about to get relegated from the Premier League. And I, I think it was Norwich Palace, I think was the, I think was the game. Not an exciting game for you then. <laughs> um, no, but listen, you know, football is football, game is a game. It doesn't, where I go. It doesn't matter where I go, I'm, I'm happy to be, you know, yeah. very lucky to be paid to be watching football. Um, and people kind of, when they see me at Derby or Forest or Cov or wherever it is, they go, oh, poor you. And I think, I'm getting paid to watch football. This is great. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, Norwich, that first first game back, and everybody was on tenterhooks about COVID, obviously, and you know, not getting too near each other and touching elbows and masks. Everything was it was all very and th and that first game just felt kind of felt wrong. You know, it 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 just was a really bizarre experience. But then. Over time, what you found, there were more backroom-type staff and maybe directors allowed into grounds, and you started getting 
then creating some some noise to yeah. to add to it. I think um, the 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 Leeds contingent at Leicester last season, they were um, you know and these these obviously they were fans, but not yes. fans, yeah. uh, and they were. Um, I mean, I found them a little bit annoying actually because they just but their, their team won and they deserved to win and they they did yeah. a real uh, job on us and and that was that was one of the performances. Yeah, it was a very p- poor performance from Leicester yeah. and they just got done like you know like Monday night against West Ham. Yeah. And I know we were just chatting before we came on, and yeah. said, you know, Leicester have got got it in the locker that they can they can throw in a performance like that. And but to be honest, you know, pretty much every team can. So we're nothing we're nothing special in that. No, and and you pinched one of my lines there because I was going to say how jealous we all are of you as football fans that you do get paid to go and watch matches and then talk about football. You know, it's like you know you don't kids don't grow up these days wanting to be a train driver. They grow up wanting to be a a, a football pundit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's something that I always was 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 interested in as a kid. I don't know why my parents are not involved in it in any way, shape, or form. Um, my dad worked in a in an office. My mum, yeah, she sort of worked in an office as well. There was no real career path that I saw from them that I wanted to follow. But for just some reason, I was I was addicted as a kid listening to the radio and uh, particularly those. I think it was it would have been Radio Two on medium wave those European nights. So as a, as a, as a kid, and and this is this is yeah. no this is no uh, exclusive. This is no secret. I've talked about this many times. As a kid, first team that I fell in love with was Liverpool because they yeah. were the they were the big team. They were successful. They were, yeah. they were the team that I read about in Match magazine. Uh, there weren't many games on the TV. Leicester would have been uh, sort of second division, first division, kind of uh, late seventies, okay. early eighties. Um, yeah. so I went down to Leicester. My first game was nineteen eighty one. My dad took me down there when I was seven. Um, but there was never any. My dad was. He wasn't. He was no. He wasn't a brainwasher. He was. He was very mm. much that you make your own decisions. You make your own. Yeah. Obviously, as kids, you have to have people make decisions for you. But when it came yeah. to that, he never. You know. So so through my childhood, like, there's no photos of me in Leicester shirts. Um, it's just in like Liverpool replica shirts, which I don't know yeah. how my parents found the money to buy it because we didn't have very much money at all. But I'm very lucky for a birthday present or a Christmas yeah. present. But I, I love the football and I'd listen to those European nights with, say, Liverpool playing in, I don't know, Finland or whatever. And you listen to those crackly lines, the commentaries. just fascinated me. And I used to listen to Radio Leicester um, on a, you know, if I wasn't going to a Leicester game, I would listen to it as a kid. It just fascinated me enormously. And then one day when I was 10 and I was at uh, Dame Mill Primary School at Enderby, uh, I said to the football teacher, or my, my class teacher was also the football teacher, uh, and I was in the school football team. Can I ever go writing the match report, which he used to do every week? Yeah. And bizarrely, strangely, ridiculously, he said, yes, go on then. He said, but if you do it, you've also got to read it out in front of everyone in assembly, which I suspect he probably thought, well, that'll be the deal breaker. And we'll put you there. off, yes. And apparently yes. I went, yeah, okay. So I, we played <laughs> we played Glen Hills. Uh, I think it was 1-1. Uh, I mean, I can't remember. I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, but I can remember <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and uh, I wrote the report. I think I typed it on my mum's old typewriter. If yeah. any younger people listening, it's like a computer keyboard, <laughs> but not as not as intelligent. Um, <laughs> and the, the old fashioned, yes. Um, yeah. And then I did it, and I was just interested in it. 
And then when I was 12, I went down to uh, I was at Grace Road at the cricket and I spoke to John Rawling, who was the head of sports at Radio Leicester, and said, do you want someone to do the cricket scores for you? You know, all the who's faced how many balls, that kind of thing. Yeah. And he said yes. And then the following year when I was 13, so that's all coming up next month will be 35 years ago. So I'd have been 13. And he said, uh, do you want to come to you know, Saturday afternoon, be like Saturday tea boy and work behind the scenes? And wow. that was amazing. And they paid me a fiver as well for going in on a on a Saturday. In those days, that was a lot. Well, when you're 13 and you're getting a check at the end of the month for 20, 25 quid, that is, you know, that is mind-blowing money. Yes. I'd, have done, I'd have done it for nothing. The experience was just amazing. I worked with some great people yes. over that period of time. So John Rawling, BBC Athletics correspondent, boxing he's done. Uh, Ian Carter, BBC Golf correspondent now, brilliant broadcaster. Jonathan Agnew, BBC Cricket correspondent. Nick Mullins. Uh, commentator on um, BT Sport, on the rugby. Who else was there? Manish Basin, um, a bit further down the line. He he started working there. Uh, Andy Barwell, who does a lot of national broadcasting. Steve May as well. There's so many and lots of Leicester fans uh, yeah. who have gone on to have fantastic careers in the media. Um, I'm sort of really proud that I, I know them and I got to work with them and learn from them. I was just, I was a, I was just an anorak as a kid. I just, for some reason, loved radio, wanted to get yeah. into it, uh, wanted to be a broadcaster, wanted to be a journalist, wanted to be a DJ as well. Um, and somehow, somehow, um, I'm still broadcasting, doing football now, and I'm still DJing two, three nights a week now. Um, lockdown is over. So um, I can't quite fathom out how I've managed to blag it and wing it for such a long period of time. But at some point, somebody will tap me on the shoulder and say, your time's up. You've had a good run, and I'll go. Do you know yeah. what? A fantastic run. This is. This has been. This has been just an absolute joy. So I, I'm just. I enjoy every moment of it because yeah. one, one day it won't be there anymore, and I'm blessed and very lucky to to do something that uh, that you know I absolutely love. Yeah, I mean, you, you, like you said, you you at BBC Radio Leicester, and obviously you covered the Leicester matches at Talk Sport. Now, do you? Do they avoid giving you the Leicester matches or do you, do you ask for the Leicester matches? No, I mean, I, I, I um, my boss actually now is a Leicester fan, uh, Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne, yeah. yeah. Into, into, you know, I've known him obviously a long time, top guy. Yeah. Um, so generally, if Leicester are at home and it isn't a commentary game for us, then I will be asked if I... Um, you know, want to go there. So yeah. I generally will will go there. So if it's a Saturday 3 p.m. game or maybe a Sunday afternoon game, chances are I will get asked to do Leicester. If it's a commentary game, then they send a commentary team and I go somewhere yeah. else, which is fine, you know, so I don't see all, I don't see all the games. But, I'm, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I, I could have gone to Norwich this weekend and done that, but I'm, a, I'm at Villa instead uh, for logistical reasons this weekend. It yeah. sort of suits me being, you know, in the Midlands. I love when I see the team, but I don't cry if I'm not there. So home games, more often than not, it's it's me there. You know, sometimes I'll see us away over the years at well, various different places. I've seen us, yeah, all, all, all over all over the place. But yeah. um, so I don't get a say in it. But I can perhaps say, could I be Midlands based this weekend, or or if yeah. you want to send me to Newcastle, I'll go to Newcastle this weekend. That's it. Sort of it just it it, it yeah. depends. I'm kind of happy to. To go anywhere, and as I said earlier, when people go, "Oh, you're at Derby or Forest or Cov or Villa or Reading or whatever it is," it's it's a game of football, and I'm getting football, isn't it? Yeah. And and, and yeah. so, while I I would love to be watching my team, I'm also, uh, you know, I, I broadcast 
quote, professional. So I have my professional hat on. I have work to do. I have a job to do. I didn't go to the community shield. Um, I was, because obviously the football season, it was the first day of the football league season and I was at Derby against Huddersfield. Right. Right. Had, had that been had that clash with the FA Cup final, then I might have been that might have been slightly different because the FA Cup. You final. went to the FA Cup final, though, did you? I did. I wasn't yeah. working um, because of the obviously there was a lot of COVID restrictions and yeah. there was only twenty thousand in the ground, um, and the media were only allowed a certain number of seats per organisation, and yeah. our allocation. Once you've got a presenter and a commentator and a couple of pundits and an engineer and. A, um, and a producer, then there was no no space for me. So I had to try and and uh, because I'm not a season ticket holder, uh, because obviously I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I could choose not to work when there are football yeah. matches on, but as a football broadcaster, it'd be a bit daft. Yeah. Yeah. So I had no chance of getting tickets that way. And then I just had to, um, I had to use my initiative, put it that way, and I managed to get a couple of tickets via one of the sponsors so yeah. we were in the we were in the we were in the second tier but we were at the Chelsea end so it was all neutral we couldn't wear Leicester colours my mate had his Leicester scarf taken off him um, yeah. so there was no, nobody in in shirts um, although what what you know we should have done was wear the shirts but then just wear a jacket over the top of it and then take it off later on so yeah. we were at the other end so we had kind of quite a sort of a bad view but a very good view of Tielemans goal and yeah, I've, re- yeah. I've replayed it in my head many, many times since <laughs> oh, then. In the moment, me and my best mate, Phil, how we jumped up and hugged and screamed and shouted. And there was probably half a dozen other people celebrating. That was it. Yeah, at that yeah. end. The Leicester fans made so much noise that day. And we were above the Chelsea fans, so we could hear the yeah. Chelsea fans very easily. But the noise, the wall of noise coming from the Leicester fans was just incredible. It was so impressive so i was very lucky to be able to get a ticket to go in there yeah. and be with my best mate and see a wonder goal from tielemans and yeah. see us win the fa cup it that <laughs> was just i know again so lucky to be there because obviously there were a lot of fans that that couldn't get yeah. in to see the the game that day but when sponsors give out tickets often they'll go to neutrals um, exactly yeah exactly. i think they were i think they were quite i think they were quite pleased that these tickets were actually going to genuine fans. fans yeah, I, I unfortunately couldn't get a ticket for the FA Cup, but on the telly, it did come over that way, like you say, with the fan noise. You, you'd have thought it was a home game, you know, at the KEP. I did manage to get to the Community Shield, but funny enough, I lived down in 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 Bournemouth, and for many, many se- uh, seasons, I used to go with the Leicester Bournemouth, but I used to have to be in the Bournemouth end, and I'd always have. A Leicester shirt on, like you say, under a zip top, and then sort of at the end, if we've won and all the Bournemouth fans have left, that's when you get brave enough to undo the zip and sort of show. I mean, the, 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 I suppose the good thing there is that there isn't, um, you know, a huge rivalry between no. Leicester and but there's not, there's not a history, there's not a geographical history yeah. between between the two clubs, particularly. Although, didn't we used to play them on Boxing Day every year? I've got, I've got vague in in, in the late eighties, I've got a. Vague recollection. We used to play them on Boxing Day all the time when I was a kid, and I and I was in the the orange seats behind the behind the. If my memory serves me right, um, the orange seats behind the goal. I think I think I remember going down to. They, do you know what it was? It was kind of it's mad that period that late eighties with David yeah. Clint. Um, it was crap, wasn't it? Let's face it. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't the best. It was but it was during that period. 
yeah. that I turned, that I'd started to realise that how much I cared about Leicester. And it was sort of a gradual, well, Liverpool's my team. You know, I follow Liverpool. Well, I don't follow them that much because I, I rarely went to Anfield. Um, but, I, you know, I followed Liverpool from afar and considered myself a Liverpool fan, et cetera, et cetera. But would still go down to Leicester a lot through the 80s. And it was, yeah, during that, I think it got, I think it was probably 88, 89, 90. So I would have been 15, 16, 17. And then one day, I can't remember when it was, one day I just suddenly went, I think if Leicester played Liverpool, I'd want Leicester to win. Mm. And, and I realised that organically um, I, I had been swept along by watching this garbage. Um, but, some, but somehow it was my garbage, you know. This is, this is you know, I'm, I'm Leicester born and bred. Uh, and you know, I wish there were photos of photos of me as a kid wearing Leicester replica shirts, and there isn't. It's just in Liverpool. And then, if I ever put anything on social media, going, "Oh, what kind of Leicester fan are you?" Then, and then you have to, ex- you, then you, you you sort of tell yeah. them tell them the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm, I, do you know what? I'm I'm glad that my dad, God rest his soul, that you know he didn't kind of say, "You will support this. You will." You know, he took me down the Tigers to see if I yeah. liked that. And, not Matt, he was all right. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he tried to. I played rugby, I played cricket, I played football. You know, rugby was a bit too dangerous for me, but he would try these things, see what I liked, see what I enjoyed. Um, and the, the Leicester thing was a was very was very gradual. And I say to my nephew now, who's uh, my nephew's 11, coming up 12, he's in the academy at Leicester, he's oh, uh, nice. in the under 11s, I think, he's under 12s, and he's a goalkeeper yeah. in the academy. And I say to him, because obviously he wants to be a player. He wants to be a footballer. He wants to be a goalkeeper. He wants to be the next Schmeichel. You know, yeah. he absolutely adores Kasper Schmeichel. And, he, you know, he's like, Danish friends. And do, but he, <laughs> and I, I always say to him, because I, I hope he goes on, he's a goalkeeper, plays for Leicester, plays for England, etc. Yeah. I say the most important thing is enjoying playing football. Yeah. No pressure, no stress, but work hard at it. If you want it, work hard at it. It might work, it might not, but enjoy it. Yeah. The day you stop enjoying it. And that was kind of my my sort of dad's mentality for me. Try these yeah. things, see what you like, find what you like, not because some parents are very much right, you've got to oh. do, you know, you force you into this. Pushy parents as we know them, you know. Yeah. So my dad blessed him, you know, he, yeah. he was and again with like going into Radio Leicester on a Saturday afternoon. I only found out many, many, many years later that my parents had a conversation about it and they were kind of cool with me going in, even at that age. They knew it was a safe environment, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I mean, not my BBC probably necessarily wasn't that much in the 70s and 80s, but it was safe in that environment. Yes. Um, my parents later revealed, I don't know, a decade or two afterwards, uh, because I was 13, they went, we'll give it six weeks before he gets bored. And, yeah. um I'm still getting away doing with it now. Yeah. nonsense about football now. So, yeah, um, but, yeah. But I think you've got to enjoy it. You've got whatever it is in life you do, whether it's your yeah. job or, or your hobby, your relationship, whatever it is, you've got, you've got, you've got to try and get that in, enjoyment out of it. I, 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 I wasn't a pushy parent, but I got involved. I did my FA part one, which is like enthusiastic dad level. Uh, but when my kids were growing up, I said to them that I've got four kids, two boys, and I said to them, you know, one, you know, you, you go along, you're in teams, etc. But once it stops being fun, like you said, you know, once you 
And then he came along and he said after a while, like, you know, we don't see our mates at the Saturday, you know, on Saturday. And then, of course, girls came along and it all sort of fizzled out. But at the time, I actually uh, lived in Burnley. And I said to my eldest, who's an avid Leicester fan with me now, I went, look, you can support Leicester because your dad does. You can support Burnley, and I'll be happy with that because you were born in Burnley and they're your local team, but you're mm. not supporting Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United, or anybody like that, just mm. because you see him on telly. But uh, but now, of course, Leicester are almost on telly as much. But as Leicester fans, and like you, you alluded to it, to it earlier with the FA Cup, you know, we've we've had the bad times, and this is what annoys me when you've got like Arsenal fans at the moment having a couple of bad seasons. And you think that the, the world has ended? They're, they've not lived it like like Leicester fans. Have. Well, did, did 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 you not see some of the Leicester fans on forums and social media after losing at West Ham on uh, Monday night? There was a feeling that the world, you know, listen, as crap as it was, and yeah. you know, there there were reasons being the you know players being out through injury, the sending off, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you know, it felt. To, to some of the fans that the world had ended. The same at the end of last season when we didn't make top four. Mm. And obviously two seasons running being sort of nailed on for it and then it doesn't happen. And the just utter meltdown. I was disappointed we didn't make Champions League in that first season. I was disappointed we didn't make Champions League last season. But everything happens for a reason. And the, one of the things that I say is it's possible, had we got Champions League in that first season, with our injury crisis that we had around the time mm. of the European Games last season, yeah. we were in a tough group. We could have got walloped by oh, team. Yeah. We I could agree. have easily, yeah. and that could have knocked confidence in the league. Um, we may not have gone on and won the FA Cup. So if, yeah. if the penance uh, for winning the FA Cup is missing out on the Champions League two seasons running, I'll take that. If, if, yeah. if we finish eighth this season and win the League Cup, I will take that yeah. because that is another truck. Finishing eighth is not embarrassing. If for well, a team like Leicester right now, even with the yeah. squad that we've got, if we have a, it, it's not obviously we want to be trying to push into the yeah. top four. But if if we finish eighth and win the League Cup, then you go well. In six seasons, we've won the Premier League, the FA Cup, the League Cup, yeah. the Community yeah. Shield. We've made the Champions League quarterfinals. Yeah. It's 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 looking at it from rather than a game-by-game game perspective or a season-by-seat, season, just having a little bit more context on, on your thoughts on the team. But there are always going to be the knee-jerkers. The, yeah. yeah, it was crap on Monday. It was yeah. dreadful, wasn't it? Let's face it. I mean, you yeah, know, it, it was. It was, that's it was not poor. You know. I, wanted to, I wanted to turn the telly off. Um, I hate doing that, you know, when it's yeah. your own team. I thought, yeah. you know what? I've, they've given me a lot of good times. Um, not as many as bad times that they've had, but no. they've given us really good. Time. And look at how we're doing in in the past. When you go, well, I know some don't like us mentioning League One and going, well, twelve years yeah. ago we we're in League One. Stop going on about we're in League One. Well, we were. That's hit part yeah. of our history, and we need to remember that. We need to yeah. remember that it was less than twenty years ago we were in administration, yeah. and that was a horrible, horrible time. And we've got the best owners. The best owners who won't get everything right, you know, and they do make mistakes, yeah. whether they travel yeah. to Wembley for the cup final or whatever it is, they will make mistakes. Yeah. But compared to every other owner in the car, I would not swap our owners probably for any other owners in the world. 
No. Um, we've got a stadium that we're going to um, add on to. We've got the most amazing training ground. We've probably got the best squad that we've we've ever had. Um, yeah. We've got you know a fantastic manager who uh, I know some are still still not kind of sold on, but in two and a half years he's got a fifty percent win record in the Premier League, and he's won as a cup, and he's given us European football two seasons yeah. running. But there's still some that are not quite convinced. I think- and as I, I, I do like to say that we actually won. I like to call it the English Super Cup. Others call it the Community Shield. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. it's the English Super Cup. I mean, yeah, it, it is, and it's hard to think, like you say. <coughs> excuse me. We've sort of lived through those bad times, the, the wet, the wet Tuesday nights at Yeovil, as I like to call them. You know, and we, it was. Didn't we, play, didn't we play that? Didn't we play there on a Monday? It might have been a Monday. It's just I'm just, a- I, I'm just being I'm just being a pedant. I wasn't. I remember I wasn't there. I did miss that game that night. But yeah, those, you know, going to Hereford and Hartlepool and Yeovil. No disrespect to these places. Not where Hereford are now. You know, and all the problems that 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 they've had. Um, you know, I I go and uh, I was at I was at uh, Forest last night. Sorry, I was at Knotts Forest last night. Um, and you know, I, I I get sent to Derby as well. And listen, you know, I, I have no love for them i have no hate for them it's a job i go there I, but there's a there's a little bit of friendly kind of bantery rivalry in that kind yeah. of thing and you look that in the last since two i think derby came did derby come down with us in 2004 or did they go down in 2002 i can't I remember, remember i remember they went down with the lowest points ever scored well by I, a premier league team i just thought i'd throw that into the mix yeah know? well since i was going to say since that 2002 whatever they had one season in the Premier League and they got the lowest points tally of, of 11. Um, that's what they've done in almost 20 years. Forest haven't been in the Premier League since 1999. They've not won a trophy in 30 years. And I, I look at what... And I, I'm, I'm only using those as they are the similar-sized geographical yeah. rivals. I'm not saying we are rivals, but geographic. area so I think you can look at them and you can maybe look at teams like Birmingham West Brom Wolves etc as being as being kind of kind of rivals um and you know Coventry and you look what we've done in the last 25 years two league cups Premier League title FA Cup uh you know been in Champions League etc etc and I, I look at how 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 crap Basically, you know, a lot of the Midlands has been over that period of time. And it makes you realise we are actually doing fantastically well. The the best Midlands club, really, isn't it? I mean, you look at Villa and they've only just come back up a few seasons ago. Coventry didn't have a ground to play in for quite a few seasons. I'm not sure what's happening at Derby financially, and I'm probably not legally allowed to mention anything. But, you know, we, we are. But we... You know, and the people said this to me. They went like, "Leicester are, are, are bottlers because for two seasons you you were you know in that top four and you finished fifth." And I went, "But the fifth is brilliant because I remember where we've come from, you know. And finish finishing fifth for me is not the end of the world. Yes, I would have loved to have got in the Champions League, but if we got into the Champions League, I think you you probably agree with me. All those fans, if we didn't make it to the quarterfinals again, we'd be saying, well." We made it to the quarterfinal, but we had a good draw last time. We're not necessarily going to get that again. I think some fans always. Some, I think well, generally in life, some people are never happy 
they yeah. just they, they always search I'm, I'm a very positive person in, in in life i always try and get the best out of everything i do and enjoy what i do um and yeah that sometimes the football does test your patience whether it's yeah. on a one-off basis or whether it's seeing you lose six in a row under craig levine i think it was and the quality of football was just you know abysmal um and levine was you know pretty pretty dull to to you know nice guy but pretty dull to interview i mean not claude puel dull but that's a that's a, <laughs> that's a that's, that's, you that's, we've that's suffered haven't we as leicester yeah. fans we have suffered <laughs> but i look you know you, you look back so I look back at the time that I've been watching them. So sort of late eighties was 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 pretty mm. crap, and then the early nineties under Brian Little suddenly was rebooted. Martin O'Neill, um, the 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 replay at Hillsborough in ninety seven of the League Cup final. I remember saying to this kid, kid and his dad next to me, and I said to the kid, he must have been about eight years old, as we beat Middlesbrough, lifted the cup. I said, enjoy this, soak it up. It will never get any better than this for Leicester. <laughs> this is this this is it. This is big. You know, two years later, we're back in the final. Three years later, we win it again. And then obviously what has happened in recent years. But, the you know, the administration times were awful. Um, that mid-2000s where you, we had players that you go, did they play for us? I remember seeing, who was it I saw in a press room? I saw in a press room somewhere. I think it was Jason Wilcox, um, who obviously Blackburn, England. Where else did he play? Leeds, I think. I saw him and I was like, oh, yeah, he was a good player, wasn't he? And then I just went, I think he played for Leicester. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think he was at Leicester at one point. And I had to look at it and he played, I don't know, played 20 games or something. Yeah. And you forget that how yeah. awful it was. So I always keep a lot of that stuff in mind yeah. when when things don't go quite so there, well. There I mentioned Dennis Wise to you. You can mention it to him. I, I, I'm probably not legally allowed to say what I think of that. No, like, I think we're, we're all how, the same, aren't we? Yeah, he... I, um, I, the first time Jerry that... Taggart not too long ago, and there's a video of Jerry Taggart when he was, I think he went to Stoke afterwards, yeah. actually strangling Dennis Wise mm. on the pitch. It was it like apparently the Leicester fan, Leicester team were traveling home on the coach after a game, and they were all cheering when that happened. Yeah, Dennis Wise, um, not only was he crap as a player for Leicester and very yeah. disappointing, um, and smashing Callum Davidson's cheekbone, just going in and doing that to somebody. I mean, just hitting somebody anyway is wrong, yeah. but just going in someone who's asleep and doing it and then getting sacked, uh, which was quite right, and then winning the appeal on a technicality mm. and then not accepting. And this is when people kind of go, oh, yeah, but you you cheated um, all those companies out of money when you were into administration. The club had, or, or the administrator, they'd sorted a package where people would get an amount of money, not yeah. everything, but get something, which is, you know, good. Uh, Dennis Wise and his agent were not interested. Leicester went into administration. You know, a lot of people, they don't necessarily know about that. And my first experience with Dennis Wise was at the training ground ahead of a game and he was doing a radio interview and I was just a little bit late getting into the, the huddle with everybody else. So by the time that, I don't know, one or two other radio stations had had their questions, um, so then I asked a question and he was just rude. He was just, yeah, he said, well, I've already been asked that and I've already answered it. And I was just like, you know, I've turned up late, right? There's no need to yeah. be an absolute arse about it. And, and I asked something and he just, he was just, there's no, 
there's no need for it. He could have said, well, um, I, I have already been asked that, but basically what I said was, yeah. um, and you're just polite. He, and he, he just wasn't well liked at Leicester. Yeah. And uh, I said I wasn't going to talk about him, but yeah, I've got, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But at that time... You're in room 101, that's fine. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But at that time, Leicester, we were almost like the uh, Derby and Jones club for ex-Premier League players who wanted one last payday. And they're all sort of... Maybe Les Ferdinand was a little bit different. And I certainly don't... What a guy. What a bloke, Les Ferdinand. But we did seem to be getting all those that couldn't get, you know, games in the Premier League anymore. Yeah, I mean, there were obviously Martin Keown, Craig Hignett. There were a few. Yeah. Um, I, I can understand what what Mickey Adams was was trying to do because he didn't have a massive budget. There wasn't like because obviously they'd come out of administration and got you know promoted back to the yeah. Premier League. So I can understand at, th- at that period why he wanted players with experience to come in to try and keep them up, and then hopefully. You get the finance from another season, so then maybe you can you can look for that exciting younger talent from the next, say, division down. Um, although we saw with Peter Taylor again, whose name should not be uh, too mentioned, is that he was just right. I'll get rid of all the old guard and I'll bring in all these young, exciting new players: Lee Marshall and Akinbaye, and of course Junior the world, Lewis. I say the world famous Junior Lewis, who had yeah. one of the one of one of the best full debuts that I have ever seen from a Leicester player against Chelsea. Really? I think he, made his, he came off the bench at Southampton and then he started against Chelsea. He was play, he was threading through balls in between the Chelsea defenders. I think it was probably maybe Desai and Leboeuf. And he looked, he looked like the, just, he looked like Zidane, you know, he looked like, he was yes. just, he was just amazing. And then I remember flying to America the next day and my uh, mate Dave from Hinkley, who lives over there now, and they didn't have the TV coverage then. And he'd been listening on the radio and I flew out and I went, this guy, we've got him for like 15 grand from Gillingham or something. Mm. This is this guy. This, this, How have we signed him? He was just awesome against you. He, honestly, he was great. And then obviously it all went downhill. So the older fans have sat through uh, so much. So that so the, so the, the kids, as I call them, so like my nephew who's yeah. 11 coming up yeah. 12, he he doesn't really know a time before we won the championship and got had the great escape season and saw us win the Premier League and Champions League quarterfinals and uh, two fifth place finishes and an FA Cup and a community. That's his watching Leicester experience. Yeah. And there are going to be people just like on the reverse, say with Forest. There's people who you know most probably if you're under forty years old, at which most I would imagine probably a lot of the fans are, they won't remember the glory years of, of what Forrest did when, you know, they had a, had a brilliant time. They had a brilliant manager yeah. and everything came together and they did, you know, their story is amazing. What happened coming out of division two, winning division one, winning the European, winning the European cup again. That is an incredible story. That really, yeah. but that they're, they're you know, they, they weren't around for all that, but it's kind of, you know, with famous Forrest, we've done all this and that kind of thing, but they've not been in the top division for, for 22 years. So like the reverse at Leicester, the the young people, all they've seen pretty much is success. success. Um, and they've not had the, the indoctrination of the misery that we, <laughs> you know, the absolute garbage that we've watched the, the players that look like they've won a competition to pull on the Leicester shirt 
How the I'm they... feeling your pain here. It's good to talk. Well, it's, you know, it is this because it's kind of like therapy. So with what we've seen over the past <laughs> few years, you know, notwithstanding obviously the the the, the, the awful scenes, the tragedy in 2018, yeah. but the on the field, how we've we've risen from you know even even being like the SAS when we went down to Division Three, get in, yeah. get out straight away, win the title. Playoffs, Deanie Day, Big Nigel returns, win the championship, hundred points, great escape, blah blah blah. Um, it the last decade, sort of on the field, we've seen a real wonderful rise. And off the field, the club is is oh. in, you know. And as I said, the owners, uh, Vichai before and now top, they are just. just if if Carlsberg did football owners, oh, they, would, they would be those, those owners. And so, so many, and I, and I do obviously when I do these shows and I, and I talk and mix with fan, you know, other podcasters from other from other clubs, and they're all jealous of the way we are run, the way we do our transfer business. You know, the fact that we you know bring these players in at twenty, thirty million and sell them for 80, 70, 80 million. but. Leicester over the years, like I say, I can remember the big match when we were in uh, the third tier was Leicester City versus Manchester City. And look where we both are now. It, it's times times do uh, do play with your memory. But we've had three. We didn't we didn't play that we didn't play them in Division Three, did we? Yeah, Manchester City. Yeah. No, that Manchester City got promotion from Division Three in ninety nine. Um, sure. 99-2000 they won the um, they that was that Paul Dickoff scoring they were 2-0 down against Gillingham uh, I think it was Tony Pulis's Gillingham and they they went on to uh, win in extra time so we didn't so but by by 2009 Manchester City were established back in the Premier League by then I think it was probably probably Leicester Peterborough was probably the uh, the big game in the. I've, I've in the always thought. I, 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 far be it from me to to, to disagree with you, but I, I honestly thought that we played them in the third tier. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they were established with. Um, I imagine was was Sven was probably in charge of Manchester City by then, so they would have been in. Um, they would have been back in the Premier League. Uh, look, you're just, you're just, look, you're just looking up, aren't you? I, as you can tell, no, you, yeah. you've you've got me because I've I've been I've been quoting that for I don't know how many years. Um, and nobody's um, picked you up on it. Nobody's ever picked me up on it. Sorry, Lee, I, Lee, I don't want to be. Didn't... I don't want to be that guy, Chris. I'm really. <laughs> you know, we, didn't, we we didn't play Man City. When, when were we in? When were we in the third tier? So two thousand and eight nine, wasn't it? Two thousand and eight nine. Let's have a look. No, I, I have to be honest with you. I think. I think you're right. Um, Chris, Chris, I know I'm right on this. I'm not right on many things very often, and I'm usually wrong, and not only wrong, but way out. But actually, on this one, we didn't play Manchester City in Division 3. I can't I can't find it, I have to be honest with you. Um, take, my word for it. take my word for it on this one. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll have to rewrite all my notes now every time I speak to a Man City fan. You know? mm. I've even I've even spoken to Man City fans who haven't argued with me about it, you know. Yeah, that was that was the, the decade before to, uh, 99 um when they yeah, they had the playoff final and Paul Dickoff famously scored That's in right, yes. time and yes. 
So that was yeah. Division Three, and they, I think they they they'd gone up to the so in the Championship, they went up to the top division. I think they came down again, and then they went back up again. And mm. I mean, I, I generally find Man City fans are um, of the big clubs. The majority of Manchester City fans have that sense of we knew where we were twenty years ago. Yes, we were playing yeah. Division yeah. Three. We were, you know, a bit of a mess. We were a bit of a banter club. Um, mm. And okay, they've had all the oil money put in, which is, yeah, some people can argue that how ethical elements of it are, but that's not the fans' fault. But like the proper Man City fans that I know, they will go, oh god, we had we had some crap nights at um, Oxford or wherever it was, and they remember what it was like. So the fans of the, you know, of your of your Tottenham's, your Arsenal, uh, Chelsea. Manchester United, Liverpool, they, they don't have the same sense. But I think Man City fans, the bit slightly older ones, you know, they've been through the mill. Um, but then again, Tottenham have only won two League Cups in nearly 30 years. So yeah. they're not they're not exactly, you know... No, Huddersfield have actually won more top league titles than Tottenham Hotspur have. Well, I loved I loved that stat that said the last time Tottenham won the top division was 1961, which is... Nearer to the Victorian <laughs> era than it is to now, and you kind of go, "That's actually that's that's quite." But then again, I saw something this week. They said 1980, which is a, I, I was a seven-year-old kid, but I remember it yeah. was nearer to the Second World War than it is now. And I'm like, <laughs> "That that disturbs me greatly." That does. Oh, I tell you, don't you making me making me feel really old? And you but go, that, "That that can't be true." And then you look at it up, and you go, "God, it is true." God, God is, really, yeah. like, my hair's gone, you know. But <laughs> hey, why do you think I'm wearing a hat? I'm not as brave as you. <laughs> We've had three. What I would call, I mean recent really really glory years you've had to say the o'neill years when we were like my god is this really happening to us you know premier league top 10 finishes or you know um three cup finals like you say in 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 four seasons winning three then ranieri came along who i must admit i was one of the few that was actually thinking he'll do us all right actually (laughs) and i and i've i've kept the link to that in case anybody ever questions me and of course now we've got the rogers years so it's three. I mean, would O'Neill and Ranieri as good as it was now or better, would you say? Or just different? Um, it, it, <coughs> it, it's kind of different because uh, with what Martin O'Neill did for the for those four top ten, for, for us to have four top ten finishes and three League Cup finals and win two of them, uh, yeah. that would, on the back of... I mean, I love Brian Little. I've got a lot of time for Brian Little. He was there at Leicester when I started at Radio Leicester. And yeah. he just, and he's, he's a lovely man. I know people still go, yeah, but he left us for Villa and it was all this. And people don't always know the full story. And he got a bit shafted by it. And um, yeah. Brian is, you are not going to find many, many nicer, kinder people in football than than Brian. And anyone who has met him and knows him will, will definitely back me up on that. So that that was that was a good period under Brian. That's sort of just sort of the the key to start the engine, and then there was Martin O'Neill who then took the car further forward. Because it was on the back of you know we hadn't really done a lot for a while, so it was. And as I mentioned, I'd said to that kid, "This is this is the best it's going to get." Yeah. That period under O'Neill was amazing. Oh, Top ten yeah. finishes. You know, we were we were causing problems for the big boys. There was never any thought in our minds that we were going to push on and be top four or anything like that. But we were, it was great. 
at, at that time, it was great. And then, obviously, things sort of went downhill and there was the administration. And again, Nigel Pearson with the, with the reboot when we were at our lowest level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, nobody expected what happened in 1516 that was, yeah. was, was going to happen. Um, so that was just the greatest moment. There is nothing. If we win the Premier League 10 times in a row, it won't match that season. Nothing, nothing will ever match that. The, 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 the craziness and amazingness of that season. Even if we won the Champions League, for me, okay, you could argue it's a better achievement than winning the Premier League. Mm. But for me, winning what we did in that season from where we were the year before, that, that is our greatest achievement. We will never, ever, I cannot think of anything that will that will top that. So now, but now you've got you've got a different scenario. So we're now kind of expected to be in the yeah. top 10 in the Premier League. Um, and you know, Brendan Rogers is doing a fantastic job for us, and I hope that he he stays for yeah. you know as long as long as he wants, pretty much, yeah. because I think he and Leicester are a very good fit. And I know you yeah. get the, you get those fans who are the, you know often the never happy fans saying, yeah. uh, "Well, we need to go to the next level." Well, what is the next level for Leicester? Well, I think the next level for Leicester is if we're in and around the top six for the next decade. That's fantastic. That is yeah. that is incredible. That is brilliant. I don't see us winning the title again, uh, but you never know. We could easily win an FA Cup or a League Cup or have a good run in a European competition. Um, and it, it's for me, it's it's not always necessarily about league position. Yeah, we could have finished fourth. We finished fifth after that final day against Spurs. I was at Arsenal that day. I was driving back, and I was just like, I'm not. I just turned off the radio. I, was, I don't want to listen to it. Put some music yeah. on. It. I was kind of. Yeah, we absolutely messed up on that afternoon yeah. where we should have got in the top four. But then I kept thinking, I was at Wembley what a couple of weeks before, and I saw us winning the FA Cup. We won the FA. We won the FA Cup. I saw us win the FA Cup two or three weeks before. And to yeah. me, I've not since that day or since the following day. You know, I've watched Tielemans' goal pretty oh. much every day, every day since yeah. because it's a worldie, but because how important it was. I've watched yeah. it and I watch it and I go, that really happened. We really. Mm. We won. That was amazing. I've not once really thought in that period. I'm still gutted we didn't make top four. Oh God, it's really hurting me. We didn't make top four. I've kind of yes. parked it and gone. Listen, we finished fifth. We finished yes. fifth. Two years running. It's amazing. It should have been it, better. Should have finished it top. It's unbelievable. I don't think you know. Sometimes you, I, I do wonder where pinching yourself actually turns into self harm. <laughs> but I've got to say, just going back to the um, fifteen sixteen, because we can't, you know, I do like still to talk about it. And I mean, oh, we I all was, do. Yeah, I mean, I was, I say, I live down here in Bournemouth, and you know, every, we, we were everybody's favourite second team. I, you know, I walked around with my jacket on with just a Le- Leicester badge on, and everybody was talking to me. I think Bournemouth were generally a little bit annoyed because they'd had an amazing journey from ten years ago when I first moved down here collecting. Uh, Holding buckets outside the uh, they almost the, went out of business, yeah, didn't they? I mean, they, they had points yeah. deductions, they yeah. went down to division yeah. four. Eddie Howe, what yeah. he did at that football club was just you know, if I you look into that story, the, yeah, I don't think they got the credit they deserve because it was outshone by us winning 
the Premier League, having and only well, just and rightly so as well. But, no, but yeah. well, that, well, that was a great, honestly, yeah. what, what Bournemouth did. I know they've had some yeah. in more recent years. They've had some more finance, shall we say, yeah. into yeah. the football club. But from where they were, that you know, the hours going out of business, staying yeah. up dramatically in the football league, and Eddie Howe just just completely revitalised them. Yeah. Um, that was a, a great story. But that season, fifteen sixteen, you look back and you go. Well, when did you think they were going to win it? And and I said, well, probably um, just as the referee blew his whistle in that Tottenham Chelsea game. That was a because I kept thinking at some point this is Leicester. I've watched yeah, Leicester exactly. for some, at some point. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. And you kind of think, oh, we might have a chance here. And the pressure, trying to enjoy those wins towards it. Oh. oh God, you know, and then trying to be a reporter and having to be neutral. And it was so stomach churning at the time. And what it was only when that whistle blew at that moment, I thought, we've gone and done it. We, we've, I, and then it was the singing and then it was the tears and then it was the drink and then it was the, you know, all the nonsense. Well, from talking there. of tears, and I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried about saying this now, having got my facts wrong earlier. But were you not in tears on Talk Sport talking about it? Or again, is that something that I am imagining? Um, I can't remember. I, might, I mean, I, I might have been. You were very. I thought you were very emotional when you were being interviewed. Oh yeah, that. I mean, I've been, you know. I've been emotional. Oh. Um, for actually, the next morning, um, I, I ended up going out 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 afterwards um and we i think we we're in republic in town and robert hooth was handing out shots and i was like oh, what happened i was chatting with liam moore who knew quite well and yeah and it's like handing out to robert hooth doesn't know me from the next person but he was just handing out and yeah. i got i got back home it must be about five in the four or five in the morning and i get a beep on my phone saying would you like to come on the breakfast show uh i said well um i've not been to bed yet it's been one of those nights and uh, yeah. Yeah, I th I think I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think I I I got in. I definitely were, was in tears um, mm. at times on Talksport during uh, the couple of days or so after the helicopter crash. That was oh, that, yes. I found that I found that incredibly emotional and very hard to to deal with and process and try and then broadcast as well. Yeah. Very hard. Um, but the um, I remember I, 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 after we won the FA Cup, we ended up having a f few drinks. The train journey back that night was was just brilliant. I mean, social distancing went out the window, and I walked up and down the train. I just I said to my best mate, I said, "I'm just going to go for a walk down the train and come back." And there were, honestly, it was just all Leicester fans. I just kept getting stopped, and um, it's weird because people, some people know who I am, and I, you know, I I, I don't understand why people know who I am because I'm I'm nobody I'm, I'm just a very low level um you know bottom rung of the ladder talks but I'm I'm, I'm sorry. but some people obviously follow me on Twitter or, know, or yes. see what I look like and know what I look like and they'll stop you and chat and I, I met some of the most amazing people and the next day photos were appearing on social media and and I went on went on talk sport that night obviously a little bit worse for wear and yeah. then then we got back on it on the Sunday night as well and I was on the breakfast show on the Monday morning with Laura Woods and Ali McCoist. And we're listening back to it. And they went, oh, you know, Jeff's had a great weekend, big Leicester fan. And it was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, morning. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they, were, they, were, they were killing themselves that I was, 
my voice was I had about four hours sleep, I think, and I was about. I, I used to um, I don't know if a while ago the sports bar with um, well, of course oh, Andy Goldstein's moved on yeah. now, but yeah. uh, Andy and Jason, and they used to have sort of fans on every week. Yeah. Um, on a Friday night before the weekend's games. And I used to, that season, obviously I was on quite a bit because Leicester were doing quite well. So I used to be the Leicester uh, guy that went on that. And I went on that night. And, and I've got to be honest with you, normally if I'm doing talk sport, I'm very professional and get, you know, everything. That I was drunk. I've got to be honest with Fantastic. you. I was on the radio. Yeah, it's great. I was absolutely, totally, totally gone. But uh, hey, it doesn't happen to Sutter Leicester very often. But um, you know what? If you can't, if you can't enjoy those moments, you can't celebrate. I mean, I'm not talking about going mad and sticking a firework up your backside and doing all that yeah. nonsense. <laughs> with, you know, and I'm not. Well, that's about, how you want to celebrate, Jeff. You know, far be it from me. Not, <laughs> not for me. It's not. I have a few drinks, but I'm not going to get into a fight about it. I mean, I don't. I don't understand why people fight anyway. I don't understand why people want to fight because someone supports a different football team. I, I don't see any sense or any logic in that. That's just that's yeah. just me. Um, but you know, you want you want to enjoy it. And like last season, what a season we had! What a season! You know, we won the FA. We actually won the FA Cup for the first time. What a season! People go, yeah, but we messed up. Yeah, we messed up chances. We're, we're bottlers. We're chokers. We're failures. We were. And I'm just like, they're not my kind of people. But I appreciate there are, you know, a fair few in the fan base who are just, you know, um, uh, yeah. negative. You're also Jeff Peters, Mister Leicester City of Talksport. I said that you, you, you're well known. You're all well known, despite you saying uh, what you were saying. But look, we, we've won um, the Community Shield twice now. We've won the FA Cup. We've won the League Cup a few times. We've won the FA Cup. I mean, we've, we've got, well, as, as um, James said here earlier, we've got to go for Europe now, haven't we? Can we do something in Europe this year? It was disappointing last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, with the injuries that we had, I think we did really well to win the group. And I people going, oh, yeah, but the opposition was just crap and we were playing championship-level opposition. You know, give the competition a bit more respect. Come on. You know, we finished top of the group. And if if you'd said, right, we're going to have all these injuries, we're missing the back five or four of the back five or whatever, or four of your best defensive players, we're going to win the group. You take that every day of the week. Fantastic. Yeah, we didn't turn up home or away against Slavia. Really um disappointing over the two legs they did they did a job on us but yeah. you know we can learn i mean brendan's record in europe isn't great he's won you know he's done he, he's done a lot of fantastic things in football you know he got swansea promoted you know kept them in the premier league he got liverpool to within a hair's breadth of winning the premier league which yeah. uh, some people will go well that's not enough but from where they were to where yeah, he yeah. took them he, he did terrifically well there celtic he won every domestic trophy that was available to him. He's led Leicester to two fifth-place finishes and an FA Cup. And I sometimes think, what do fans, football fans of various clubs actually want? What is considered success? Uh, yeah. So if we finish sixth this season, is that failure and not win a trophy? Well, it is compared to the previous season when we won a cup and finished fifth, but it's not actually failure. Um, and those words get banded around, bottlers, chokers, failures, underachievers, whatever. It's not... It's it's not all about that Spurs. You know, we kind of have a bit of a laugh about Spurs and finishing third in a two-horse race, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, we finished fifth in a four-horse race and what have you. Um, <laughs> well, they had a great ride under Pochettino. They they played mm -hmm. some brilliant football. They were 
wonderful to watch at times. They played some great football. They got to a Champions League final, you know, which is, you know, even for yeah. a big club like Spurs, that's a, that's a terrific achievement. Yeah. Um, but they didn't revitalise, uh, re, you know, re-energise the squad, which we seem quite good at. Sell one player, bring in four or five new ones. You know, we, are, we seem very, very good at, at doing that. So, you know, what is success? What is failure? Uh, for, for different people, it's it's different things. It's like Iosi Perez. Let's take Iosi Perez for example, because he is um, probably you know one of the most dividing people in the family. Yes, yeah. I, I don't think I can I, hear the groans coming out of Leicester when you said his name. <laughs> well, what I would say is I don't think he is as bad as a lot of fans think he is. But equally, I don't think he's as good as Brendan Rodgers thinks he is. Yes. Um, but anyway, anyway, but going back to the Europe question, I think we can give it a go this year. I, I wouldn't want to put all the eggs in that basket. No, um, no. Because you can easily have a one bad night, concede a goal, go out on penalties, whatever, you know, things can happen. But I would like to, I would like us to go as deep as we can in the Europa League. If we don't win the Europa League, if we get to the quarterfinals and finish seventh in the Premier League, uh, maybe quarterfinals in FA Cup, League Cup, whatever. It's not a bad season. It's not an amazing season, but it's yeah. part of the progress and it's part of the journey. Um, and it, it's, but everything now, it's all the words. It's, it's, it's the angry words. It is the yeah. popular's word. It is the, uh, the people, people want us to, to finish top four, but to be top four, you've got to look at Man City, Chelsea, Man United or Liverpool dropping out. Yeah. And, it's hard to see. It's hard to see any of those drop dropping out. To be fair, yeah, with their, their yeah. squads and what have you. Yeah, uh, I mean, JB says here, you know, I can't believe I believe we can't finish it lower than below six, or big players will leave. I don't. You see, I get this, but because people used to say, "Oh, if we don't finish in the Champions League bases, we're not going to get the players in," and yet we got Samari in and uh, Daka, who would both had come from teams that in their own way had qualified for Champions League in some form, still mm. came to us. I just think if we finish 15th, 16th, then maybe. But Yeah, that's, yeah. You know. that, yeah, that's, that's slightly different if, if, if that happens. Mm. But um, Tottenham finished, what, 7th? Did they yeah. did they finish 7th? Uh, and they've kept hold of Harry Kane and yeah. Kyung Min Son. So it, it, it's... It's very easy to go. Well, if we don't get top four, then we we won't be able to get this player, or we won't be able to hold on to that player. But we are a club where the whether is there a natural cycle of sales of players, and mm. and and our model is not going out and spending eighty million, hundred million on players. So we with the way we do things is slightly different to some of the proper elite clubs, the rich six, I would say, rather than the big yeah. six. Yeah. Um, and it is hard. To compete with them on a financial basis but if we can keep giving them a bloody nose every now and again um yeah. and you know if we finish if we finish in the top seven top eight for the next 10 years at, in various positions maybe fourth or seventh or whatever yeah. and have good runs in the cups this this is the greatest period in leicester city's 100 and what, how many, 100, when do we start? 18 minutes? <laughs> I was dreading to ask me, but we'll say 100 plus. <laughs> yeah, 130, 140 years. Yeah. Um, this is the greatest period. We are living through the greatest period. You could say over the last 25 years, but certainly in the last 
um, sort of five or six years. It is, it, it, it's, it, we will look back, you know, at some point, probably when would things go a bit pear-shaped in however many years' time we're back in the championship. I hope it doesn't happen, but you, no. you never know. You, no. This is Leicester. These things can happen. <laughs> exactly. we'll look back on this period, and my worry is that people won't have enjoyed it enough because they'll have been constantly going, what's next? What's next? Where have we got to get to next? Where have we got to get to next? Enjoy it. Because yeah. one day when – because Forest fans must have thought that their good times would last forever. Mm. And they've been, you know, arguably irrelevant for 20 years. You know, they've yeah, kind, of, yeah. kind of done nothing. They've just – it's just been a nothingness for them. <laughs> them they just – it has – nothing has really happened. No. Um, so my advice to fans is, yeah, enjoy it's a, bit, it's a bit like Arsenal, I think, you know, where they weren't happy. They were finishing in the top four every season, getting Europe for 20-odd years, weren't happy. And now they're not happy because they're not getting what they were getting when they weren't well, happy. I think um, this is this is the first time in the modern era uh, tonight that Arsenal are in the second round of the League Cup. Mm. Um I, 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 don't know, I don't know when it started, but it was the teams in Europe beginning the third yeah. round. So it yeah. probably wasn't that many years ago. So, I don't know, maybe 15 years or something. But Arsenal being, you know, Arsenal not being... Oh, no, hang on. Where did they finish last year? So, we finished fifth, West Ham sixth. I suppose I we were... So, I Arsenal... They were out of it last year as well, I think, weren't they? No, they were in the um, they were in the Europa League last year because they played Slavia. Yes, they did. Slavia knocked yeah. out Rangers and then yeah. they played... Yeah. And they played Arsenal. So, you know, yeah. we, we're in Europe, Arsenal or not. We finished mm. above Arsenal and Spurs. Hang on. We might not. We might have been chokers again, but we yeah. finished above two massive football teams, two very, uh, you know, teams with with a lot of financial clout and history. There was fifteen other clubs in that league that would love to have swapped places with us. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we were the we were the fifth best team yeah. uh, in. Well, you could argue were were we even better than that because we won an FA Cup? Uh, were, who were the best team? Were Chelsea the best team last year because they won the Champions League? Or do you say Man City were because they won the won the Premier League? Man United finished second, but they didn't win a trophy. Yeah. Um, so is our achievement of fifth in an FA Cup better than that? But everything is, oh, who's better? What achievement is better? Was mm. them doing this better than that? Was X player better than Y player? At the end of the day, you know, you look at so I look at sort of my my sort of all-time Leicester hero, Steve Walsh. You know, yeah. all those years. Heart on his sleeve, warrior. What a guy! Love Walshy. Yeah. Um, but now Jamie Vardy's come along, and I'm totally on the Jamie Vardy fan bus. I mean, obviously, um, you know, Michael Brighton, as we know, is the goat, and we 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 all dream of a team of Michael Brightons, which doesn't scan as well yeah. as Barry Hales. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, for me, Vardy now has overtaken Steve Walsh, and I'll, I'll always love mm. Steve Walsh because uh, just for so many things that he was he was the lion-hearted warrior. Yeah. Uh, but Vardy, what he's done, the story, the guy's amazing. He is amazing. And he's going to play for us when he's 50. And he's still going to be scoring goals when he's 50. He's been coming off the bench. He's going to be running at defenders. He's going to be he's going to be outpacing players who are 25 years younger than him. And he's still going to be uh, still going to be a goal threat. Because he, he's, he's, he's a freak of nature. He's the most brilliant, brilliant freak of nature. Um, but who is yeah. better? Who was better, Elliot or Taggart? Well, they were both great, in, but they're in different ways. So, but yes. people yes. do like everything. Has got to be comparison. Which team is Leicester's team now better than the the, the title winning team? Well, mm. the squad is stronger than it was then. 
but there was those elements that all fell into place that season and there was yeah. the you know the 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 11 immortal well there were more than that but there was the 11 that played the majority of the games yeah. and then there was the supporting cast your Joas, your your kings your nathan dyers yeah. grays etc etc uh, richie Dillat. um you know what is better well they're just different you know yeah. they're, they're 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 different and we've 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 had some great times and we you know we haven't even talked about nigel pearson who you know I'm a- I was just getting ready to ask you about Nigel Pearson and say, does he get the um credit I think he deserves for exactly, exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. My my take on Nigel Pearson, he took over, notwithstanding that he's been largely crap everywhere else that he's gone, right? Um, mm-hmm. and he's not um had particularly great achievements anywhere else. He's done okay in a couple of things. Yeah. For us, you know. He took over at our lowest point when we were in Division Three. Yeah. He re-energized completely that the the club with the sports science and the, the stuff behind the scenes. And uh, he so in his first two years, so he won Division Three and he got us into the playoffs. And we were a you know Kermigan, Penenka, yeah, potentially and a Waghorn missed as well. But from 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 getting to how things. <laughs> might have changed yeah but then we might not have gone on and won the premier league you know if we won promotion that season who knows what would the sliding doors moments yeah. nigel comes back uh weeds out the crap and builds a team builds a squad builds a mentality builds a strong dressing room and says to half a dozen players in the dressing room right you run that you organize it um any problems come to me i'm the boss but you sort of organize it yeah. and that's what good leaders do uh and then obviously they the you know Deanie day which i i think the Deanie day is amazing theater i know some fans go i can't watch it i still can't watch it for me i'm happy to watch it because however low you felt that day we have had it's been part of the journey to to yeah. where we where we got to we may we may you know the fact that we went on the season after that when it could have all crumbled yeah. A lot of clubs would have got rid of the manager. We didn't. We stuck with Nigel, and we broke virtually every club record going yeah. in getting promotion as champions. Hundred and two points. Mm. I think we were unbeaten for I don't know twenty odd games uh, with most away wins. Or you know, we that season we forget actually as Leicester fans because we've had obviously the title and the FA Cup and what have you. You forget that season was brilliant. That championship winning season. Was yeah. bloody brilliant. It was, yeah. I, it was fabulous. It really was. And because we've kind of kicked on from there, uh, it, it sort of you sort of forget about it a bit. So obviously, you know, he was he was getting these players in. Premier League season uh, obviously it was tough. We were hanging in games. We weren't getting battered. Nigel didn't quite have the nous at that mm. level. Um, you know, because it was his first season at that level. So you kind of go, yeah. well, it's, it's he's not an experienced Premier League manager. Uh, it was tough. And obviously they turned it round uh, at the end. And the players, you talk to the players of that era, generation, and 95% of them absolutely love Nigel Pearson. I'm yeah. not saying they just go, yeah, yeah, I, I like working with him. They go, he was amazing. Even Casper now. He, they love Nigel Pearson. So my take... On Pearson is it doesn't matter if he's crap anywhere else, 
he was amazing for us. He did brilliant, yeah. brilliant stuff for us. We would not have won the Premier League if Nigel Pearson had still been in charge. Yeah. We would not have won the Premier League. However, yeah. we would not have won the Premier League had it not been for what Nigel had built. It was. Yeah. It's not that Nigel is more important than Claudio. Uh, yeah. You know, Nigel built those foundations, and he built those. Um, the, the brilliant mentality in the squad. It needed yeah. somebody else to do the next, the next bit. And Claudio, that was brilliant what he did. Okay, he lost the plot in the following season. It was very, it was very sad to see that happen. But it just that one, everything came together. The lack of injuries, the it was just all the elements into a bowl, and it just mm. you put it in the oven, and out came the most delicious thing ever. So. I love Nigel Pearson. I've got a lot of time for him. Uh, got on very well with him. You know, he could be difficult. He could be prickly. He could be spiky. But um, he, he, you know, he, he's, a, he's a good guy. And I've seen him since. Yeah. Even after when he was at Watford, they just thrown away a two-goal lead, lost 3-2 to a last-minute goal. He's walking to do his TV interviews. And I'm in the radio booth area, Watford against Everton, I think it was. Um, so he's, he's going to be pretty naffed off with how the game had gone. So he's walking to the TVs. Um, and he, he sees me, we make eye contact and I you know, thought he might just say, oh, I'll see you when I've done telly and whatever. Mm-hmm. He came over and he's like, hey, you're blood. And that's what he <laughs> says, blood, how are you? And he got a big smile and uh, nice to see you, Nigel. Yeah, sorry about that, you know, result today and yeah. whatever. He said, you well, family well. And I'm like, yeah, and he's like, hang on, there's TV companies around the world waiting for him to do his, he's, he, yeah. he, he's, he's not the, he's not how some people He's not. He's not the ostrich manager that a lot of people. <laughs> no. So listen, I've got a lot of time for now. We w- yeah. we wouldn't have won the Premier League with him, but we wouldn't no. have won it without him. That's exactly. kind of that's, the that. foundations were put in play. I can remember um, in a couple of seasons before we came up to the Premier League. Again, it was a Bournemouth, and I was actually sat. I never know how I got these tickets because I went onto the, the Bournemouth website with my email of lessontillidie.com and actually got, got to get some tickets. But I sat just behind the dugout with my son and at full time, we'd gone down to applaud the players off and open the shirts and got, you know, the Leicester shirts underneath. And again, like you said, you know, Sky were calling him. We went, just a moment. And he was talking away to us. And it's yeah. son will always remember that, you know. But I'm conscious of the time. And thank you for everything you do. But just quickly, where can this Leicester team go? I mean, like you say, Vardy, I mean, has he got another full season in him? Or yes. are we going to see him more as a super yes. club eventually? Of course he has. You know? Of course he has. I mean, he won't necessarily play every single game. And no. you've got Dakar coming through and, you know, Dakar, the new Vardy, etc., etc. And he's hopefully going to learn from from the best. Uh, Vard Vardy's around for a while, absolutely. Yeah. He, you know, just a inspiration. He's great. Vardy got so much time for him. Um, where can we go with this team? As I said, if we're sort of in and around the top six, seven, eight over the next decade, we are doing brilliantly. We are doing we, do, we are doing fantastically well. Don't, you know, you kind of go well. I, I doubt we'll win win the Premier League again because the other teams will just buy big and they've got that yeah. spending power. Um, we will do what we do: sell players, you know, buy players, sell players, uh, revitalize the squad. Hopefully, we pick decent managers. You know, once you know Brendan Rodgers moves on for whatever reason, as he will at some point, uh, but he can build a dynasty at Leicester. He could be in yeah. charge five, six. 
I mean, he's been in charge for two and a half years. You know, that's quite a long time for him. Oh, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and he, he's been brilliant. And I think just think he's a good fit for us. Mm. You know, he likes bringing through the young players. Um, yeah, he gets things wrong sometimes. And people will say, well, he keeps picking Perez. Of course, he's, you know, he's getting the same thing wrong. But he obviously sees something in him that he does in the game that he likes. And Roger's results, you know, are great. Um, yeah. If you, I mean, the, the book stops with him, as they say, then. Yeah. So, um, you know, at some point, you look at the goalkeeping situation with, with Schmeichel. How many more years is he going to go on for? I mean, but we're looking so far down the line. Uh, this season, I want us to keep disrupting the top six and, you know, getting some some fantastic results that we like last season. We were much better against the top six or rich six last season. Yeah. So we'd, we'd improved on that. So I hope we can improve on what we do in the Europa League. And it's just seeing bits of progress here and there. It might not be a top six finish. It might not be that we win a trophy, um, but you can still make progress uh, in other ways as a football club. And it's it's just an exciting time to be alive as a Leicester fan. Oh, isn't it just, isn't it? Like I said before, you know, I mean, I never thought that I would be watching my team win an FA Cup final with my son and at the end of the game, hugging each other, both of us tears running down our cheek. You know, this, this is Leicester. It, it, it doesn't happen, but it is an amazing time. Or Brighton obviously just signed a new contract. Like you said before, the GOAT, he seems to go on and on forever. We do need a right winger, though, don't we? Yeah, I, I think before the window closes, I know saying, well, we need to sign a defender now because, um, you know, the Vestergaard and then there's Evans and there's Farner and, you know, Justin and what have you. But... It's all very well signing players, but you've got certain squads. And in those squads for the for domestic and for the uh, Europe, there are certain other criteria. Some have got to be home. Uh, some have got to be, That's I think, club trained. Some yeah. of, and it's there, there are going to be players who are not going to be able to get, get in that squad. There might be a Dennis mm -hmm. Pratt. You might say he's not going to get in the Premier League 25 or he's not going to get in the European because they have to satisfy certain criteria. So it's all very well just going, right, we'll go out and get this player and that player and that kind of... Because then you've still got to tick every box with all the squads, yeah. with what you've got to, with what you've got to do. Um, so I would like to see a left-footed right winger, you know, a much better version of Cengiz Under, for example, um, who was okay but just couldn't do other bits in the game. He wasn't quite quite right. It'd be nice if we could get somebody. I guess it, I guess they'll be on loan. Unless they can, uh, you know, shift maybe Chowdhury, Pratt, um, and then they might be able to do a deal. So it might be a loan. But uh, if we get the lad from PSV, um, um, what's his I name? I think he just signed a new contract, though, hasn't he? That's the so that might have to be a loan because or a, a, a big transfer fee. I dare say he's only just. Well, they've not made. Up. They've not made the Champions League, so we might be able to get him a bit cheaper. So that I mean, that's yeah. that's a that's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People want people want to come and sign for Leicester because they get yeah. the wages at Leicester pay are decent. Uh, okay, they're not Man City, Man United, Liverpool decent, but they are still decent. They know they're going to get a chance. Young players get a chance. They know it's a well-run club. Um, you know, we're in we're in such great. We are in, we are in great shape. Yeah, Monday night was garbage, but that was just one game, um, yeah. and it happens. And I think we we're I'm, I can't believe. What, what I'm well, seeing. Two games in, and you know we're we're still on the same number of points as Man City. So let's not let's not start crying too soon, you know. But 
But Jeff, oh, it's been brilliant. Thank you so, so much for coming on. I, I can still be here at midnight tonight talking, Lester, with you. I'm, once I get going, it is, it's hard to stop me. But it's been brilliant having you on. Thank you so much. All the best to you and your family. Stay safe. And it's always nice to hear your voice on TalkSport. Not man. Cheers, Chris. All the best, my friend. Take care. Thank you so much. All the much. city. Oh, come on, you foxes. Come on, you foxes. Exactly, mate. Thanks very much. Take care, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Oh, thank you so much to Jeff Peters there. What a great guy. Oh, his love for Leicester, you can see, comes through. Um, catch him on Talk Sport. He does various different shows and reports. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's a Leicester fan. That makes him all right in my book. Thank you very much for watching, guys. We're going to be back at 9.30, uh, so in about an hour and 10 minutes, uh, with Melina, the Arsenal fan, Brad, my fellow presenter here, and we're going to be doing score predictions for the upcoming uh, weekend. So uh, can Leicester get back to winning ways? Yeah, we know you can. We know we can. Bronze, thanks very much, mate, um, uh, for that. And David, um, great one, Chris. Thanks for that hour plus. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, like I say, once we start talking Leicester, I just want to go on. And I, I, I could still be talking to the guy, Jeff, in, in two hours' time. He is wonderful. Now, it was great to come on. Appreciate him doing that. Going to see you, like I say, please, in an hour and a half. And it's to tell myself, Brad, Molina, who's joining us as the guest this week as an Arsenal fan. And we will be trying to predict the scores. Better than we've done for the first two weeks, hopefully. Take care, guys, and I'll see you in a bit. Hello, Stay Matt safe. Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. The 90th minute, all your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.